This is the Belmont Story Project. My name is Laura Vanderhart. The date today is June 7, 2016. The time is 12 p.m. I am at the Waverly Square studio of Belmont Media Center, and today I have the pleasure of interviewing Charlene Livingston. Charlene is my next-door neighbor. We live in mirror image cape houses at the end of Agassiz Avenue. Hi, Charlene. Hi, Laura. It's wonderful to be here today with you. Well, as I noted, I enjoy every conversation that I have with Charlene, so I expect the same today. Um, could you tell me just a little bit about your family, where you grew up, and at what stage in life you moved to Belmont? Yes, I grew up in Utica, New York, and actually I did some radio similar <laughs> to this when I was in high school. And uh, I went to college in Utica at the community college, and I met my husband who was going to another college in Utica called Mohawk College, which no longer exists because it had been set up to serve vet veterans after World War II. Mm -hmm. And that was after uh, the war when he came there to go to school. And then he transferred to Syracuse University. And then we were married in 1952. At that time, I was working in New York City at Time Magazine. And uh, it was quite a change. I moved from New York City uh, up to the Boston area we had found an apartment in Cambridge, and um, it was a cultural shock a little bit to go from one area to another. Uh, I was very fortunate when I was in the Boston area, I got a position with uh, Hoag and Fervati, which is one of the up-and-coming advertising agencies in Boston at that time, and I w worked for them for a number of years. And uh, then, when my first baby came, at that time we had moved to Somerville in another small apartment, and we started to look for a house that would have a yard and some outside space. Our original idea was we might live in Winchester where my husband grew up, and also his family had a small wholesale business. But uh, Winchester didn't seem to be uh, in our price bracket or anything the right size for a small family. So we also looked in Lexington, Arlington. And then just by chance, my mother-in-law in the paper one morning saw an ad for a house in Belmont. We had been looking for a cape. We wanted to be on one floor if possible. Uh, and my husband scooted over to Belmont and met with the realtor, who happened to be Paul Winters. And many people knew Paul because he also had the hardware store in Cushing Square. But he was also a realtor, and that was the beginning, and we made an offer around the house on 90 Agassiz Avenue, and I've been there for 60 years. 60 years, so 1956 yes. is when you moved in, and those houses were built about uh, the, 10 years earlier? No, eight years, I think. Eight, it was years. eight years. Right after, after the war, I think, but I think it was eight years. Okay, yeah. so your husband was a veteran? Oh, yes, yeah, and actually that was very fortunate because we could get a VA mortgage, which had uh, very little down payment and a low interest rate. Uh-huh. And um, he'd been able to use the GI Bill also uh, for some of his studies at Syracuse, so it, it was worthwhile for him to uh -huh. have been a veteran. But he enjoyed being in the Navy. So I'm already learning more things about you. What did you do at Time Magazine? Uh, I was in advertising production. And uh, we worked with our, the people that were 
placing ads in the uh, time, and uh, I worked with the copy department and the art department. Okay. Um, at that time, what were some of the major advertisements? Were there a lot of cigarette ads? <laughs> I, would, I don't remember cigarette ads. Uh, I remember more uh, book publishers okay. that we were working with. And uh, we were also always trying to find new and different advertising uh, people. So it, there was a lot of sales involved with, with this. Uh-huh. Um, so I'm... Okay, so here we are in Belmont. Um, oh, you mentioned culture shock moving to Boston. Could you just say a little bit about that? Well, I, I just think that uh, at that time, Boston was maybe much more of a smaller provincial uh, community than it is today. Mm-hmm. And, um, and where I was living in New York and, uh, and working in a high-rise building, uh, I could walk to work. I was living on East 36th Street, and time was up in Rockefeller Center. Mm-hmm. And uh, it was uh, a, a, an interesting, exciting time to be there. And uh, everything in Boston just seemed slower-paced. Uh-huh. So what about your move from Somerville to Belmont? Was there some culture shock there? No, I don't really think so. Actually, so many people in Belmont, even at that time, had moved out, particularly from Cambridge. Um, they were always, a, my, many of my neighbors had lived in Cambridge, uh, either growing up there or else they had come as students and stayed. So um, actually, I feel Belmont in some ways is more of a suburb of Cambridge. Uh-huh. And I don't feel it's even a very traditional, what we would call a suburb. It's more of a streetcar suburb. It could even be almost part of the city of Boston, uh, unlike Winchester, which was further out, more isolated. Uh, public transportation was mostly by uh, the train mm-hmm. and uh, not as access to uh, you know, local communities by bus or subway or trolley. Mm-hmm. Um, so it's funny when you talk about moving from Cambridge to Belmont and kind of happening upon a house and it's the same thing that happened with us when we lived in Cambridge and we found our house sort of serendipitously on the internet of course not quite the same as the way you found it in the newspaper but um, we jumped at the chance um, to move to Belmont from Cambridge when we had little children too. so I think you answered why you moved to Belmont. Do you want to add any more about? Uh, well, I think it, even then Belmont had a reputation for good schools and good services. In fact, uh, one of the things Winchester, I think to this day, does not have um, trash collection, a town-wide trash collection. People uh, put their trash in a dump. Uh, and they take it to the dump Mm -hmm. or they hire their private services that will take care of it for you. My mother-in-law used to burn a lot of her trash. They had special (laughs) containers you put in the backyard with these smoky, (laughs) you can imagine environmentally how people would feel about that today. But that was sort of like, uh, somehow or other Winchester always sort of felt they were a little bit more out in the country than uh, Belmont certainly was. Huh. Um, so 1956, you moved here. Could you paint a picture of Waverly Square at that time? Yeah, it was much more of a self-contained um, community uh, because we had two grocery stores right here on Church Street, uh, 
Napoli, I think, no, Venuti was the name of the, the, the market, and um, had pretty much everything you wanted. They even had um, fresh vegetables, and they had some meat. And then down the street was a First National store. Uh, First National had a big store in Belmont Center, but in this area, there was one right here on Church Street, and then another small one down the corner of Beach Street. Uh, more of a milk and uh, bread type of store, but they had some other groceries too. So, kind of where the Duncan, well, where Duncan the Duncans Dun- are now, where uh, First Nationals. No, no, uh, that's where uh, the Venuti store was in that corner. Okay. Uh, where the bank is, it was where the First National. Okay. Uh, was, and there was the post office was also in that same block. That was before it moved around the corner, because mm-hmm. uh, around the corner was a five and ten store, that was very popular and it had notions and people did a lot of little shopping there, and uh, but we still had the same uh, bus service, trolley service. We had the train service, but across the street where we now have the big grocery store, uh, Shaw's Star. Uh, mm-hmm. was Eggers Greenhouse. And at one time, there were many greenhouses in Belmont. Mm-hmm. And Eggers was over there for many years, and uh, that's where uh, the Star Market got the property from. Uh, and they originally, when they uh, were going to have the store there, they were going to have Eggers do their flowers. Well, that it seemed to have evaporated by the time the grocery store had gotten um, built. And things. Was that a place you could also go to buy flowers? Yes, or was it they, just, had, yeah, okay. they had a retail store in front that you could go in and order flowers and buy flowers. And, and then uh, the greenhouses ran down along uh, Pleasant Street. Oh. Yeah, yeah. Okay. Along where the big parking lot is. Uh, mm-hmm. for, All along there. Yeah. Hmm. Um, and you said there was a five and dime. Is that where the wheelworks is now? I would say, it, yeah, well, also, it's where the sort of where the bike shop probably uh, beyond the post office, yeah, along in that uh, area. But also downstairs, there was a bowling alley. Oh, which was very popular <laughs> with uh, school groups from the Butler School, and many birthday parties were held there. And I believe that space is now used for storage by the bike shop. Uh huh. But I who knew? Yeah, it, it, there was quite a bit and. Then to keep continuing down Trapella Road, we had the Waverly Branch Library on the corner of Waverly Street and uh, Trapella Road, and it was the firehouse and library, and now that has been converted into, I think, about five uh, condo apartments. Mm-hmm. And of course, the Waverly uh, Congregational Church was still uh, standing, and unfortunately, it's only recently been torn down. Yeah. And that was quite a center of many activities. The Boy Scouts met there. Uh, there was uh, a lot of uh, community meetings. They were very gracious about having their building available for community uh, meetings. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. So, and you also raised three girls yes, here in three Belmont. girls. Yeah, they all had, I think, a really wonderful time growing up. Uh, they enjoyed the beaver brook in back of our house, mm-hmm. but also Waverly Oaks. And at that time, there wasn't a spray pool. It was mm-hmm. a more of a wading pool. And there was like a uh, bench, a cement bench around the outside. So the mothers could sit on the bench, dangle their feet in the water, <laughs> and watch the kids have a grand time splashing each other in this uh, pool. 
Uh-huh. And, but uh, just there were lots of things, uh, activities always going on in the summertime. The MDC often put on uh, magician shows or something. Oh. Uh, on different Fridays, there would be a program or something uh, that the kids could be involved with. It's funny, sometimes I meet people and I tell them where I live and they say they used to find crayfish in the brook. They used to come specifically to turn over rocks and look for crayfish, but I don't think I've ever seen any crayfish. Well, remember? we do have turtles down there yep. that come to <laughs> come up to my house and lay their eggs <laughs> once or twice so yep. far. <laughs> and so, they're big. And, yeah, yeah. Big snappers. Big snappers, yeah. Uh, and I think because we're near the park, also, we've always had maybe more wildlife, um, whether it's coyotes or raccoons or any other rabbits, certainly rabbits, many mm-hmm. rabbits. Um, has it always been such a dog place? No, I think more in recent years. People had dogs. People did not walk dogs. That would have been kind of considered unusual. <laughs> uh, people just opened the door and the dog went outside and hung out. Uh, this, I think the leash law has been, you know, fairly recent. Okay. But, uh, yeah, it's interesting that uh, now people ha- have their dogs on leash. I think many more people in apartments now have dogs. Right. And, and you people, can't just... people mostly would have waited till they had a house with a yard and then just open the door and let the dog have a good time out in the yard. Mm-hmm. So what were some of the highlights um, for your kids around Waverly and in Belmont? Uh, well, uh, all three of my girls were in Girl Scouts. Some of them were more active than others. Uh, there was uh, th- the pool over at the Underwood was very popular. They all took swimming lessons there. And actually, uh, when my youngest daughter finished the second grade, this is how little traffic we had in Belmont. She rode her bike back and forth to take swimming lessons over there. And now in second grade? She just finished second grade, yeah. And I didn't have a car at that time. And uh, she wanted to go swimming and take these lessons. So she had her bike, and she went over Waverly Street. And now I think about it, I think, hmm, I don't know whether <laughs> <laughs> that might have been child abuse in this day and age. <laughs> but they... Wow. Yeah, there was a, there was a lot going on. Um, there, uh, as they say, the school always had a lot of activities. And at that time, of course, the Butler School went through to the sixth grade. Mm-hmm. And once again, they walked back and forth to school by themselves. But usually the older, the fifth and sixth graders, sort of just took responsibility. Mm-hmm. Nothing organized, but they just felt they were the big kids yeah. and, and kind of looked out for kids. Plus, we had so many more children. I mean, I know some people think we have quite a few kids on Agassiz Avenue now. But we had three families with seven kids each in the immediate neighborhood. Uh And plus other families with three or four. So it seemed like there was always just a group of kids that were outside playing and doing things together, whether they were building a snowman or, you know, having a good time in the summer, uh, playing in the back of the house, making a, you know, a hut out of some old trees and stuff like that. Uh Uh-huh. Yeah, I think think of our street as having... A lot of kids, but maybe I should step back in time and imagine even more. Um, so, do you want to say any more about the Girl Scout experience? Well, and, actually, um, um, the same. The same. My youngest Jane, the one that rode the bike, she really stayed with Girl Scouts all through uh, 
school. And when she was in high school, she went uh, on a, uh, I think they had a special name for it, but she went up by herself. She flew out to North Dakota and then took a wagon trail across North Dakota with other Girl Scouts from across the United States. Wow. And they actually camped on Indian reservations and uh, did a, it was a real introduction to a different part of America for her Neat. and things. Yeah. Did you go on the trip? No, no, no she okay. went by herself. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> and the one thing was that we had to be careful. She flew into Jamestown, North Dakota, and the airline somehow kept saying, got it mixed up with Jamestown, New York. Oh. And we had to make sure she got on the right, right. <laughs> plane to the right state. Right. Um, so you and I have each had kids go through the Butler School, um, maybe about 45 years apart, 45 or... Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. Um, and now Butler is known for its international character. Um, what was it like almost half a century ago? Well, uh, number one, there was a great many of kids that I want to say came from a Cambridge family background mm -hmm. because a lot of families I think maybe because we were on the streetcar line from Cambridge yep because there was a, a lot of people went back and forth to see whether grandparents or grandkids actually we went to church in I still do went to Cambridge and Harvard mm -hmm. Square at Christ Church and my kids could go back and forth to Sunday school and other activities using the public transportation uh -huh. uh, but a lot of the Butler School kids did have uh, Cambridge grandparents and things. In fact, they went home for lunch, and the children that lived up by oh. Cushing Square uh, would take the streetcar up. They might walk back home, but we had an hour and a quarter for lunch. That and, sounds European. Well, I don't know whether it was European. They didn't have a <laughs> lunch room. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> During January and February, usually... Uh, the teachers, they did make allowances that they could bring sandwiches and eat in the classroom. But the rest of the year, they walked home at lunch and walked back. In fact, sometimes, it seems some winters that they did that too because I know one winter I insisted that they would not go back after lunch and they were really upset that the teacher would not approve of this, but it was snowing so hard. Uh -huh. I said, no way, are you going to get yourself back down to school and then have to come home in another couple hours. Uh -huh. Yeah, That's interesting from the point of view of... Um a working mom, because I know that you and your husband had a business that you ran. Well, I'll um, tell you, very few mothers work. Now, I won't say um, no one worked. Uh, one of our neighbors was a nurse, but she worked an evening shift. Another uh, mother uh, did some waitressing, but once again, she worked in the evening. Um, and then, because we had a number of town employees that worked for the fire department and the police department. And so often those men were working different shifts. Mm -hmm. So sometimes they you know, would be able to do some kind of work during the daytime. But most of the mothers were at-home mothers. Mm -hmm. Okay. Um, so what were some of your favorite places back then? Um, I think probably um, things like going to the Belmont Center Library. Of course, when I was first in town, the library was there on Pleasant Street in what mm -hmm. is now the school administration building. Oh. And uh, then we got the I new library building on Concord Avenue. And uh, there was always good programs there. 
And the Benton Library also ha had a book discussion groups and things. So between the three libraries, there was quite a bit happening. And then I was involved with the League of Women Voters. I was vice president one year. Hmm. And uh, there was a lot of meetings and putting on uh, candidates' nights and that type of activity. Mm -hmm. So th there was a lot going on in, in uh, Belmont. In fact, one of the things, too, was interesting from my church in Cambridge, a number of those families also bought houses in Belmont. So okay. there were quite a few people that uh, I knew from church that we did things together. Okay. Um, and what about now? What are some of your favorite well, places in, in Belmont? In, well, I guess probably everybody would say my favorite place at the moment, the last few years, has been our senior center, which uh -huh. has a lot of activities. I was there this morning, and I used the computer there. And uh, I was there uh, last week for lunch one day, and I was there another day. And we took uh, the, uh, the Belder bus, and 16 of us went down to Peabody, down to the museum in uh, well Salem really it's the uh -huh. Peabody Essex, Essex Museum in Salem mm -hmm. for um, to see the exhibits there nice yeah. I know you're really involved at the senior center and I've always admired how um, engaged you are with just the things that are going on and how mm. engaged you keep your mind and body <laughs> well, I also, you, I find now, because so many of my friends have either died or moved away, that you're constantly having to meet new people, and the Senior Center is a very good place. Uh, we have a walking group, and that's been a really interesting place to meet people I never knew before in Belmont, but also some new people to Belmont. Mm -hmm. And a way for you to welcome Yes, well, I, I think to be the person that knows more neighborhoods, we walk just pretty much in a circle around the senior center, and uh, I'm surprised a lot of people, even though they lived in Belmont, aren't familiar with one of our favorite uh, neighborhoods to walk in is over by the t tennis club, the Benis Belmont mm -hmm. Tennis Club, mm -hmm. and we walk on Kilburn and Blake and Clover, yeah. which is a nice secluded without it's a little too much hidden. Trip. little hidden, exactly. And we enjoyed that neighborhood for walking. The secret is out. <laughs> <laughs> well, everybody can come and join us. <laughs> <laughs> when does the walking group uh, meet? We usually walk on Tuesdays and Friday mornings at 930 for about an hour. Okay. You know, and you the, um, meet at the senior center? Yeah, oh, yeah, we meet at the senior center and come back and tank up on uh, the water. <laughs> <laughs> How many people usually walk? Well, this year it's been very few. Uh, some of it's been weather related. Uh, mm -hmm. At one time, we had as many as maybe seven I was walking, which sometimes can be a little awkward when you have, uh, but four is a good a, a group size. Mm -hmm. Okay. Do you want to take a break? Or? No, I'd be okay. You're okay? All right. Um, so maybe I thought you could describe some meaningful community involvement you've had. I, I heard the League of Women Voters. Oh, yes. Well, over the years, I've been on different boards and things. I think I mentioned to you one time when you were talking about the PTA. Um, I was on, I think it was, and it's, it, my memory is so poor, it was the middle <laughs> school, uh, and, and which was called the junior high then, um, or the high school. Uh, it must, I think it must have been the, middle, uh, the junior high PTA board and things, because that's where I got involved with more school, town-wide school activities. And then uh, Judge Kevel appointed me to the building committee for the Roger Wellington Building Committee, which was 
taking the old high school, which had a fire and was no longer used, that we could take part of that and add on to it and make it into a Roger Wellington uh, grammar school, uh, which has since been turned down and a new school has been <laughs> yeah. built up. So keeping track of all the Roger Wellington schools in town is not right. easy. So first it was a high school, then it was re- Then after the fire, it became a grade school. And that's what you helped. Yeah, yeah, transform. That one wing had not been fire damaged, and okay. we were able to uh, use that part of the wing. How and, long did that whole process last? Um, probably longer than I wanted. <laughs> <laughs> uh, I, I don't remember. Um, it, we had our ups and downs because uh, we had a non-union contractor come in with a low bid. Mm-hmm. And uh, he had union problems, and uh, we had to work through that. Um, building committees have a lot of headaches. Nothing uh-huh. is easy. <laughs> and uh, uh, actually, I, I think there's still three of us alive here in Belmont that were on that. Uh, Bernie Zulalian, Bob Young, and myself, I think, are the survivors. Yeah. And Do you ever we, run into them? I do Bernie. I see Bernie uh-huh. at the library. Yeah, uh-huh. yeah. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> um, but no, uh, I'm trying to think, oh yeah, I was on, um, at that time I, we had our own visiting nurse uh, organization in town and I was on the board of that. Uh, so it seemed one way or another, I was involved with a variety of different groups and organizations over the years. Uh-huh. So when you were on the League of Women Voters, what, um, what initiatives were you working on? What... Um I don't know. When I hear League of Women Voters, I always wonder. Well, I can't even remember particularly what. I, we were very involved with schools. That was the one thing that particularly, I think because I've been involved with school things, uh, we were, I think that time, we're starting to try to get, a, well, we really had to, after, with a new high school, uh, really reassessing the school population and what schools are going to be needed and things because mm-hmm. uh they money them hadn't been uh, remodeled in a while yeah so uh, charlene i'm hearing you talk and it feels like it could be today we're well, going through all the same <laughs> things well the wellington school was just rebuilt but now chenery has too many kids the high school is going to be rebuilt we have you know trying to plan the elementaries we need to get some extra um, modular units now mm-hmm. in the mm-hmm. at the chenery and it's a big, uh, well, it's a big is, thing all the time. Yeah, I yeah I don't think some things change all that much uh-huh. really. Yeah, on, on on schools and the library and different you know uh, it's it, we we're in a community that has a lot of old buildings mm-hmm. for public use and yep. uh, we were talking yesterday about having buildings that are handicap accessible for voting. Yes, and and even that is you know not always been true. It, at one time, we used to vote. We were originally in Precinct 3, uh, this our neighborhood on Agassiz mm-hmm. Avenue, and we voted over at the, this branch library, uh, the Waverly Branch Library, which had stairs going up. And it wasn't easy to get people that were handicapped mm-hmm. into that. And then when we were moved into Precinct 4, we were voting down at the Odd Fellows Hall, some people don't even know the Odd Fellows Hall exists down on Maple yep. Street. That's but, a little but, bit hidden but, too. Yeah, another hidden one. Yeah, and those had stairs going down that were not easy to net. So you know, it's having buildings now. I think 
you know, for voting particularly, that are handicap accessible is one of the things that has improved. Mm-hmm. Anything else that seems like a change, a, like a notable? Not that I can think about particularly. Um, you know, things, as I say, uh, I don't know whether this new road project is an improvement or not. <laughs> I think we now seem to have more traffic and more traffic backed up at every light. Well, having lights has been a big improvement. Uh, actually, um, when my kids first went to school, we did not have any cross light on Trapello Road all the way to Beach Street. Oh. And uh, one of the town meeting members, Don Fertiliga, really worked to get a, uh, the push-button light for in front of the post office in Waverly Square because it was a very dangerous thing because yeah. the, the bank was on the other side of the street and people post, from that yep. wanted to cross over to get to the streetcar. Mm-hmm. And, and the same thing, it was if you wanted to go to the branch library, it was not easy. Mm-hmm. Interesting. Um Oh, back to talking about the Butler school population. Yes. Actually, uh, while my children were there, uh, at various times, it was a problem uh, in Dutch Indonesia, and we had children coming in who would come out of Dutch Indonesia and went to Holland and were not very well received, though their families originally had been Dutch. And a number of those families came into Belmont, and Hmm. we had some of those children at the Butler School. Hmm. And then we also had children coming in from Turkey, where there was unrest. We had children coming in from Russia. And Mm -hmm. uh, it was, you know, maybe the beginning of having a more uh, international population. Uh And, uh, but over the years, because even in my own neighborhood, uh, we've had families come from Japan that were, the husbands uh, were here, the fathers were here to go to MIT as graduate students. And uh, these were children that were in Japanese schools and they came and went into the Butler School. So there's been a pattern over the years of many children from different backgrounds in different countries coming particularly um, to the Butler School, maybe true of the other schools, but I'm aware of the Butler School. Yeah, there's a significant um, English language learning population at Butler? Well, we have a problem, not a problem, but we have the same thing at the senior center. In fact, I was there this morning and uh, they were doing a Chinese to English uh, program because many of the uh, Chinese parents, the grandparents who come in uh, to babysit and help out uh, really are not fluent in English. So there's a, a big program going on to either tutor uh, one-on-one, but this morning there was a class of uh, with a good-sized population of Chinese people m- trying to master the English language. Uh-huh. Plus, good uh, for them. Yeah, it's hard well, at a late age. To- well, also we're doing a program now, particularly for the volunteers at the senior center, uh, teaching them some basic uh, Chinese expressions and things oh. so they can greet people in Mm -hmm. their native language. That's nice. Yeah. So um, any more highlights for you about the Senior Center, things that you? Not at the moment, but it's always interesting, different programs and things. Uh, We have a wonderful director. Nava has come up with many programs. And uh, there's, 
it is people today somebody came in and had an idea for a, a trip and she said i'm putting it in the suggestion box <laughs> and um, a lot of people are very a active with different groups there uh, there's a bridge group that is really meets and it's very enthusiastic there's a lot of exercise classes a lot of people use the gym and then the hot meal program particularly for a lot of the retired men is a big lifesaver for them uh-huh yeah yeah i've i've sometimes wondered what it's like to um grow older in belmont and try to figure out the the future if your if your children aren't around and mm. well i think uh many people stay both not only here but watertown waltham arlington and many of these people do come to our senior center some of them like our lunch program better uh -huh. and uh, the lunch program is open to seniors from other communities and i think uh, because of the many different kinds of services whether it's the blood pressure clinic uh, transportation programs uh, that they find staying in this area, particularly if they go, have gone to visit some of their children who live out maybe in more exurbia neighborhoods mm -hmm. where there is not anywhere near the amount of things that are available, including public transportation or being able to get on a bus and go to Harvard Square or go to Mount Auburn Hospital. Yeah, that's true. Mount Auburn is on the way. So, um, and then some of the other things that kind of sustain you now like uh, friendships how did you meet the friends that you well i'm going to say have? well i'm very lucky two of my friends that i went to grade school and high school with i'm still in contact with both by email and telephone one is in california and one is in um, maryland and um, i think we support each other and follow each other's families activities mm -hmm. And then uh, I'm still friendly. When I was working in New York City, uh, I was living in a girls' residence club. And two of the gals that I knew from there, uh, one is in Florida and one's in Denver. And twice I've gone down with my friend from Denver and visited our friend in Florida. Uh -huh. And once again, uh, particularly on tel by telephone, we keep in touch. And, um, you know, try to f be supportive as yeah. we all get older. Yeah. And what about in Belmont? In Belmont, well, I'll tell you, I've lost a great many, many friends because many people have retired, have gone to other parts of the country, maybe to be close to children or uh -huh. for a warmer climate. Mm -hmm. Some people go for just part of the year, but some people have made the move. Um, it's been interesting uh, to be keeping making new friends from different groups, uh, which is one of the good things about the Senior Center, as they say. Uh, I've met people that, I, even though they lived in Belmont, I did not know before. Uh -huh. And um, so I've had a chance to um, meet new and different kinds of people. Right. So then... Um Plus, let's be honest, our neighborhood is a pretty friendly neighborhood. Yeah. And uh, we're lucky that, you know, we know people let's up and honest. down <laughs> people up and down the street, right? And yep. yeah, and there's usually, you know, if you take a walk, you usually run into somebody, even they're out with a child. Like mm -hmm. there was somebody coming up the street when we walked down today with a, a child yep. walking up and things. It's not as isolated as some neighborhoods would be. Right. Um. Well, well, you want me to go through some of my notes? Yeah. Let me get my what glasses on. 
Oh, one of the things, see, I'm glad I look at my notes. One of the things I forgot to mention, uh, when the Powers Music School started, uh, we had all the music classes in different people's homes. And um, I had the cello lessons. Oh. And, well, luckily two of my girls wanted to take cello. And another um, family up on Belmont Hill had someone. So the cello teacher came to my house and uh, we did the cello lessons in my house. And uh, my daughter, uh, who was taking violin, uh, she went up to Cushing Square because uh, Mrs. Kissinger, that's Henry Kissinger's first wife, uh, had moved there. And David Kissinger, the son, was taking violin lessons. <laughs> so that the Powers Music School started out very low-key, meeting in different people's homes and things before they started running church buildings and things for uh, classes. Um, let me see. So my, my son Ian took cello for a few years. He could have just gone next door. Huh? Yes, at that time. Yes, you didn't have to leg it around. <laughs> right. Oh, one thing I was going to mention, one of the things that, because I was going through this book that Dick Betts uh, footsteps through Belmont uh -huh. and, and the different streets and how streets got named. And um, one of the st our neighbors was the Troy family up on Trapello Road. They were at 580 Trapello Road, the Troy house, now it's Buster House. And, uh, but uh, they were very active and their brother was very active and Troy Road was named uh, over in the 8th Precinct, was named for that family. Oh. But, Chris, there's various stories about how Agassiz was named, and I don't know what your uh, version of the story is, but uh, the one I've heard is because uh, he worked for uh, Mr. Thayer, who was had one of the houses in the neighborhood, worked in the um, uh, Harvard uh, for Professor Agassiz, and... Okay. Um, maybe to score some brownie points or something <laughs> <laughs> but professor agassi also supposedly came out to wave the oaks and enjoyed the you know the park and things interesting yeah yeah i do know that uh when we first moved to cambridge they had just renamed the agassi school because some of his scientific findings were maybe considered um to have too much of a racial element you know, he was categorizing people, and um, so they didn't think it was really fit to name a school Agassiz anymore. So I thought, oh, my, I'm moving to Agassiz Avenue. <laughs> well, I didn't know if it was the same <laughs> same person or well, not. Um, it's interesting because that was the area of Cambridge Somerville we lived in. We lived on Sacramento Street, mm -hmm. which was just down the street from the Agassiz School. Okay. So it was interesting that we were going to be moving from the Agassiz neighborhood uh -huh. to Agassiz Street. But you can always say that it was named for his wife, yes. uh, who was the first president of Radcliffe. Okay. So, you know, okay. you, you can sort of leave, <laughs> leave Lewis Agassiz right, out say, of the yeah. story. <laughs> Andre Agassiz with a Z. <laughs> right, right. That's how I have to tell people <laughs> when I try to order on things on the telephone and give yes. them <laughs> the street name. Yes. Yeah. Did you have other notes? Well, the other that thing, you uh, the, about? we were very fortunate. Dick Betts was our, not only yeah. our uh, town engineer, but he was our historian. The town, at the last town meeting you session, we 
they honored him. Well, yeah. I'm lucky. Um, oh, it's inscribed. Yeah, it's to my friend Jim Livingston with best wishes, Dick Betts. Nice. But uh, this is a really useful book, and I found it useful when we were talking about different neighborhoods and things to go through it and brought back particularly things about uh, all the things that did happen in the uh, Waverly library firehouse building because all kinds of the girl scouts met upstairs that's how the odd fellows first started mm-hmm. meeting they had a me- meeting room that they used upstairs before they had Do the you building know, on. what are the odd fellows well the odd fellows is a, a fraternal organization and they do good works and things and it, but it was uh, we had many people from Nova Scotia, and it's, it, it's not only in England and America, but also, well, America, U.S., uh-huh. but also in Canada. And I think maybe because we had many people from Nova Scotia that lived in this neighborhood, they may have brought it with them from Canada. The Oddfellows? The Oddfellows have always been very active. But the Oddfellows uh, had... I think they now have a retirement home somewhere in Massachusetts. Hmm. But a lot of people in our neighborhood were involved both with the Oddfellows and the Rebecca's. That was the woman's uh, arm of the, uh, in fact, the house across the street. Uh, the woman that was president of Rebecca's lived in that. So maybe I knew more about the Rebecca's. The, uh, oh. Yeah, yeah. The Rebecca's. Yeah. How do you spell Rebecca? Uh, well, it's sort of like Rebecca. I have it somewhere here. Let me see. Okay. Okay, you really say I'm not sure I have the spelling where anywhere okay. here, but it's Rebecca's. Okay, <laughs> and from in, from Nova Scotia. From, well, not well, they they were from Nova Scotia, but Rebecca's are here in the United States, and they're in uh-huh. England in England and things. The organization apparently still goes on. I don't know anybody at the moment that belongs to either the Oddfellows or the Rebecca's. Okay, I and I don't know how who supports the building that's uh-huh. down on Maple Street. Okay, was your husband involved in the uh, veterans? No, he was never involved in the veterans. He was involved with uh, town meeting. He was very Mm -hmm. interested in local. uh, His mother had been a town meeting member in Winchester, and he grew up with town politics. And uh, and he was uh, ran for town meeting member. And the first time he did not get elected. Just like me. Right? (laughs) A lot in common. Uh, But the second time, he made a little bit more effort. Mm -hmm. And he uh, was, that was when we were in Precinct 3, which was uh, ran up into uh, the Kendall Gardens area and up into uh, the McLean. And at that time, people lived on the McLean property. Some of the doctors uh, had uh, families and lived there. In fact, children went to the butler school with my children mm. who uh, lived on McLean property and were invited to birthday parties and things at the lodge houses up there uh, the but then my uh, husband was beca- was because he was interested in different branches of town government and things uh, he was appointed to the planning board which he served on many years and was chairman for several years and uh, but, wow! Yeah, he he he, he enjoyed being involved with town okay. affairs. Yeah, because yeah. the planning board was highly featured in last night's town meeting. Yeah, well, that's a big it, that's a big role he it's, had. It's, yeah, no, it is. It, it's yeah. It's, it, it, people don't realize how how much is involved. And I I do sometimes. Uh, it's striking how many volunteer hours the people of Belmont put into running Belmont. <laughs> Yes. Well, I when I was on the building committee and we had, you know, a lawyer and several engineers and, you know, and business people, 
with major commitments with their families and jobs that they were you know it gave up as many evenings to meetings and and you know and we went to visit schools on saturdays and things so mm-hmm. it's 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 a time consuming uh volunteer mm-hmm. were you happy with the result of that building committee uh Yes, I think I was relieved, as I say, <laughs> ha- having gone through union problems and things like that. Yeah, that yeah. It, it, things things don't go as smoothly, and I think this is true pretty much of probably every building committee that you run yeah. into, you know, things you're not expecting. Do you, is that a thankless job being on a bu- building committee? I wouldn't or? say it's thankless, but uh, but uh, you should be prepared that you're going to have maybe more problems than you expected uh-huh. <laughs> <laughs> and laura would you say this is also true of doing things with your own house and property <laughs> yeah <laughs> <laughs> uh. well so. are we about ready to wind up or how are we I doing think so yeah um i think it's so interesting to hear about your life here and how, almost more how similar it is to what it's like now than well yeah i don't think things change all that much somehow or other and people always say that somehow or other belmont's a sleepy town or a quiet town and maybe maybe that's sort of part of it uh-huh <laughs> <laughs> were there any restaurants in waverly it at one time there, there was a restaurant I, I i don't think i ever went into it but um I heard that my babysitter from one of the girls down the street used to take my oldest daughter in her in her buggy or whatever you want to call it, <laughs> and that's where neighbors spotted. They'd say, "Did you know they were sitting down there in the window of that restaurant?" <laughs> Maybe your I thought baby they, went there. Yeah, I thought okay. they'd gone to the park, but no. Uh-huh. <laughs> that's funny. We've always had the diner. Oh, the diner. Well, yeah, the there was a, yeah. The diner. The diner was before it was Andros. It was another owner of the diner, and um, and I, though I don't remember, I was told that it really started that somebody who had the house sort of opened an ice cream takeout window on their front porch way back, oh. and it's that's how it evolved from from just to take the, advantage of the park. Yeah, right. And then. It kind of came full circle when that last diner opened the little window again. Yeah. Because right. Andros didn't have a window. No, 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 no. And now it's called the Phoenix. Mm-hmm. And uh, whether they are going to have any takeout window, I don't know. Yeah, mm-hmm. I don't know either. We certainly get the ice cream truck music. Well, Charlene, it is always my pleasure to talk to you, and I always learn something. Um well, we always have something to chat about, don't we? Yep. <laughs> <laughs> if it's not You're a ra- wonderful... If it's not raccoons in the yard. Yeah. <laughs> You're a wonderful observer mm-hmm. of people and life, and I appreciate you. Well, I appreciate having you as a neighbor. Thanks. <laughs>